What is your current phone background? My boyfriend eating a donut. Uh, Tanache. It's um, Christian Bale, uh, American Psycho. (laughs) My friend's dad. Welcome to another episode of Strange Flavors. This is brought to you by Aleph Theory. My name is Faraz. I'm Danny. I'm Rashad, a.k.a. The Sauce Kid. I'm just Brandon, a.k.a. Typical Tav. Today, we are going to be talking with Matt Korn, who is going to show us that a physical transformation can also be a mental transformation. Real quick, uh, if you want to send us an email, our email is strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us any comments that you want to make towards the show. If you like it, you don't like it. Uh, Leave us feedback, of course. Um, You can ask us questions. Uh, You can tell us your stories. And you can also send us music. We use music between the transitions and at the end. Uh, So if you're a band, uh, if you're a DJ, if you're a rapper, you can send us your SoundCloud links. You finally have a place to do that. Also, my friend Shimmer and I are performing at Towson University this Friday. Uh, at the Potomac Lounge at the show starts at six o'clock we'll be coming around seven o'clock probably Um, it'll be a lot of fun so come out on April 20th we'll be at UMBC on April 27th we'll be at University of Maryland and on May 13th we'll be at the Citizens Foundation charity show which is in Washington DC what's going on guys how we feeling feeling pretty good man stressed did you guys listen to the Drake album oh yes what do you think sauce that album was fire, man. Instant heat. Instant heat. Instant heat, man. I'm telling you, this is probably one of his best projects because, um, I mean, Drake, he's had some really good projects. I mean, like even dating back to like when Take Care came out, that was pretty good. That kind of started him off. And then I think uh, nothing was the same. Was mm, wasn't a fan. But then he kind of took back off with Views, and then More Life is just like the icing on the cake, man. What's your favorite song on there? Man, it's that one song. I don't know, really know how to pronounce it. The one that starts with a G, I think it's like Galchester. Galchester. That uh, that's that's my favorite song, man. Okay. I can listen to it anytime. Brandon, you're not a Drake fan. <laughs> I used to be when he first came out, but not anymore. Did you hear the new album? Um, bits and pieces, but not like. You yeah. see that? You see that? That's the problem. You're missing out, no, man. I'm just kidding. That's. I mean, <laughs> a lot of people. I feel I like mean, people either like him all, or they don't. All it takes so. for me is a couple seconds of a song for me to really see if I like it, and yeah. I just heard the snippets on the the previews for apple music but now he's um, he's doing a lot of stuff with mixing cultures so like when he went from uh what was it nothing was the same i think he started doing all that spanish stuff mm-hmm. he was in a spanish culture then he brought on the whole jamaican culture uh people were really mad about that now he's doing british culture he does a little bit of like arab stuff in there when he says like oh it's a habibi's thing you know he does a little bit of uh arab stuff now do you guys have a problem with him using culture in that way? No, I love it. Why do you love it? I, I don't know. I just think because he has a lot of followers and to kind of open up with that kind of stuff, it really, um, it, I don't know. I, I, I like do you think it. it promotes culture? I think so, in a, in a good way, in, right. in my opinion. So the argument, well, you, what do you guys think, first of all? Well, I like it, man. I mean, he yeah. the fact that he can switch it up and, like, how he's done it with, like, each album, it's pretty cool, man. Like, just the fact that he can, like, do something like that. And you haven't seen anybody else do something like that, so. Yeah, he's got a wide 
range. You know, I'll give him that. Um, I just don't like his voice. His voice irritates me <gasps> a lot. Voice is so sexy. So, <laughs> 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 so that's like my number one reason. Like his voice is very irritating. That's funny that you say that because I recently asked. The, what I was gonna say is the argument is that he steals culture because he doesn't. Uh, give a lot it, of Jamaicans were mad. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because. Uh, I think he had like that guy Popcon, Popcon, whatever his name is, on the last record. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, on this one, it seemed like he did bring out some British rappers. There was that guy Giggs, Skepta, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of Skepta. So the the argument that people make is that okay, if you're gonna use the culture, you should credit it to people and bring. And if you're going to promote the culture, you should bring out the best of their culture. So I did see that in this album. But here's a friend. I have a Jamaican friend that. Um, I reached out to and I was like, hey, I'm just curious. How do you feel when Drake uses uh, Jamaican slang or style in his raps? And she said, personally, I think he's stealing culture in a way. He's exploiting it, but not giving back or anything. But I do know in Toronto, there is a lot of West Indians. So I'm not sure. So I'm sure he must have gotten it from his upbringing. But I don't know. His accent makes my ears bleed and he's making money off of it. <laughs> so I, I totally see that. It's, I mean, it's fair for her to say whatever she because... You know, if she feels that way, then that's how she feels. But, um, you know, if I put myself in those shoes and I'm like, if Drake started doing, for example, like Punjabi slang, um, he does a little bit of like Arab stuff. And I don't see him promoting like Arab um, Arabs in music. Um, I personally don't have a problem with it because I feel like it normalizes it more. And that's as far I as see. my culture and stuff, like there might be a fear of it. So then by him saying like Habibi and stuff, then if I say habibi in public then people would be like oh like you know drake says that so it's fine but like i i think people don't understand the context and that might be the problem because if you hear it from drake and you don't hear it from where it's actually coming from you might think that drake made it up which yeah i can see that. that's a good point yeah and this has existed before eminem says very publicly in his music that um he knows that he's taking black culture and making money off of it but he also admits to it uh somebody like elvis didn't and he he's famously known for taking but the black culture loves Eminem right and because he's I think he's also very humble about it yeah I mean he he knows he's the white guy but he's also the guy you don't want to mess with cause he's not what he's not doing is when during his time there's not as many you know there's so many more white rappers now but he didn't just come into rap and say you know like I can say and do whatever everybody else is doing um, he understood what his skin color meant it was new it was something it was something that hadn't been done before at that level and he didn't come in and start saying the n-word just because uh all the other rappers were doing it and i think i think he respected his own lane but he was able to do it so well that he became such an icon and that's why he's so respectable but i think drake, I don't know. drake knows he's at a point he can yeah. come out with anything yeah and people are just literally well is drake really like saying is it is he not accepting or like i don't understand how it's okay for eminem but not for drake is he not saying that he i'm not sure i'm just putting that on the table like yeah, yeah. maybe that's what people's thinking is that eminem sort of like admitted that he's um using the culture but he was but the difference eminem was so different when he came in you know he was making mm -hmm. and like his music videos were funny even the way he raps sometimes sometimes it was serious but like Drake's the complete opposite, and I feel like, especially with the whole Jamaican dance hall thing, a lot of them were like, "Oh, he's really jacking our style," and then people are like, "Oh, he's bringing it, he's bringing it back," and right. a lot of Jamaicans are like, "No, it's always been here. You know, we've been doing this." So you recently tweeted out 
um, that I think it was Ebro that said, you know, yeah. Drake is bringing back uh, house, what house music, house and music. you're a huge house head yourself, and you were like, uh, have you heard of these people? So maybe yeah. that sort of like, and you know, actually, triggered you a little bit. Maybe that's that's where the Jamaicans are coming from. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like, well, from the previews, I didn't really hear much house. So I was sort of. I don't. I don't know how that. Yeah, I don't. I don't I hear was, any house in it I either. I was sort I'm not of sure. confused, but like, I guess he was talking about like really old school house, and I named a whole bunch of electronic house DJs and producers, and then Ebro came back. He sort of. And this is Ebro from what Hot ninety five. Uh, Hot ninety seven. Hot yeah. ninety seven. Sorry. He sort of clapped back and said, uh, "I have, but has Walmart America." So he's sort of saying like, I guess the regular mainstream. The regular person just doesn't know these people because they're not mainstream, you know. And so his argument is that Drake is bringing it back and maybe because he's mainstream because of it. and you know he can bring it to a mass amount of people, whereas the guys I named couldn't, even though they are house producers. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Since he's so mainstream, like bringing these cultures in is a good thing, isn't it? I mean, I guess if you, I mean, when you listen to Drake, are you thinking like, wow, this is jamaican music like i gotta go yeah and, i gotta go and listen to more west indian stuff is that what you're thinking because um, i don't i no, I, no, I doubt that's mo- right. what most people are thinking and they're gonna be like oh let me go invest my time in this type of music now All because right. i heard drake do it i think more people are thinking that wow drake brought this new style i but I then that's believe. when drake would come in and be like i was inspired by but, me, but that's yeah, the but argument he's never he? really yeah. he's never really done that i don't have i like I know, drake. he's my honey he's fun, he he's fun to listen to i love him <laughs> the, uh, my my question is you know he samples a lot i've seen videos mm-hmm. like he's he's been like on this new album he sampled from and, sonic I, mean, and, I would argue that's not just him I know, but like, is he getting clearance to use all these samples? So I'm pretty sure you have to have, yeah, you have because to. I remember when DJ Khaled was working on his album, he was reaching out to people and he was really excited that he got uh, somebody from what, one of the songs that Nas is on. He was like, they gave us the permission to sample it. So, And I know that Drake on his last album, he had the song You With Me, which uh, is a sample of DMX's song. And he had to call up DMX and DMX talked about it on the radio. He's like, you know, he wanted to use my to- song and he had all respect to it so i let him use it that's so. actually funny because there's an old video of dmx, of DMX dissing drake crapping on him yep but the money you know you that was that's what the interview can't was pass that down yeah no way but yeah i mean it's it's hard it's hard to know but there's just so much so much artists that just don't get the limelight you know yeah that's true that are so much better than him in my opinion like, like who i want to hear yours guys like denzel curry uh big crit is very underrated um logic i mean i could I could go on forever. Joey Badass is another underrated one. So, I mean, guys like Lil Yachty getting the, the yeah. limelight. I mean, like, you see a lot of these, like, guys I consider trash rappers, honestly, that get so much popularity and, like, so much play. It's ridiculous. When you, it's like, the guys that, like, that really don't get enough attention are, like, to me, the more lyrical guys. And I think yeah. it's, like, because it's not what people want to hear. Yeah. You know, people don't want to hear that lyrical stuff. People want to hear about stupid stuff or stuff that makes no sense the lyrical stuff was more like 90s yeah you know when they really just it was just all about the lyrics yeah, now it's but like i would say that the when you're listening to music it's not always about who is say the better rapper the more lyrical rapper or like yeah. even with any other type of songs people just the reason that people listen to music is because it makes them feel good right right so drake is definitely doing that yeah he's making music that people like to listen to in a club or whatever it makes them feel good and sometimes it's not like I love I love 
reading lyrics, right? Like, I appreciate somebody that can write their heart out. I think Lupe Fiasco does a wonderful job yeah, at that. Yeah, he does. But there's it, not many lyrical those to, lyrical rappers though that are in the limelight, like mainstream sort of. Right, game. because yeah. because they're you not know? making always like Logic, for example. Like he's not somebody that tries to be a mainstream rapper. Yeah, like he'll yeah. do his own thing regardless. Yeah. And so, I mean, you have the Odd Future guys, for example. They could care less about all that kind of stuff. They've always done. They've always been on their own riff with everything yeah. like that. Um, and there's, it's about their preference too. Not everybody wants to be a mainstream person, but I mean, the point of what I was saying was just that, you know, people like, for example, Nas. I think Nas is a lyrical genius, but I don't enjoy listening to Nas that much, just because it's not, it's not that fun to listen to, you know. Um, same with Kendrick Lamar. I think that he has, oh, like, he can. He definitely has a lot of meaning and everything like that behind it, but it's just like sometimes it's just not fun to listen to for me. Oh man, you Honestly. hurt my heart, man. I love I Kendrick. Love, I like Eminem because he's fun to listen to for me. I think Kendrick Lamar is the greatest rapper. I and that might be true. <laughs> that that took a lot that. for me to say. That might be true. I second that, that took a lot for me to say. But I, it's about it was preference. Always, it was always it's about preference. I will always say that. Yeah, it works with anything. Talk about sports. We live in Baltimore. Most people here like the Ravens, but. And they'll like say, you know, Tom Brady is trash or whatever, and all these other players. But it because you prefer the Ravens because that's where you're from, right? But it's still you have to be able to appreciate what's going on with the Patriots, for example. Like mm-hmm. they are, mm-hmm. they are a good team. <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding. gonna say no, like I that they're yeah. they're you know they. Cheat but like and it stuff, seems like a lot of the popular music is just to me. It's just like it's just trash. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. But right. like, I have. I, I can't use any more data on my phone, so I've been listening to the radio, and I've literally just been wanting to stab myself uh, the whole car ride. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I listening mean, to the radio either. Yeah, but it's I just the, b- the big Sean, his new song, uh, Bounce Back, over and over. Yeah, because I mean, it gets repetitive. Yeah. And it's just bad music, you know. I uh, the the I Spy song with Lil Yachty. Oh my God, the worst song ever, like, man. Are you serious? I love that song. song ever, man. That's Holy a good worst song. song ever. Oh man. No, because it, it it's just, like it's hard for me to listen to sometimes. It's like you. It's it all comes down to the preference, and I think sometimes people before they even listen to an album like Drake's new album, they'll be like, "Yeah, Drake is overrated. I'm not gonna listen to it." He might be like if you think he's overrated, okay, but like listen to the music at least, and then make your judgment off whether you like this album or not. It doesn't have to be that you have to put out a public opinion that, okay, Drake is overrated and then not listen to any of his albums because you're doing yourself a disservice and not giving anything a chance. You don't know what else you're going to do. Well, I have to listen to it being a DJ. So I've always played songs that I just don't like because the crowd. You get asked songs that you hate. Yeah, all all the time. Of course you do. You were in West Virginia recently, by the way. Yeah. What was going on? Why'd you go there? What was Um, it like? So my friend had a place there, and we just, like, took a random trip down there, and that was my first time shooting a gun and riding a four-wheeler. It was very, it was, it was like, the town was, like, it was, like, set back 20 years. It just hasn't advanced. It was very weird, but it was a fun experience. That's awesome. I want to, I want to shoot a gun again, though. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It was, it was, like, I don't know, like, the feeling was kind of crazy. Was it a, what kind of a gun was it? Uh, it was like some old, like, just hunting rifle. Okay. Did you, like, jerk back when you... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I was nervous, really nervous. Like, like, I didn't want to shoot it, but after the first time, you know, you kind of get used to it. It wasn't too bad. But the four-wheeler was also fun, too. I, I, I would rather ride a dirt bike, though, and try to hurt myself. Your countryside came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Country Brandon. Uh, anything, anything new with you, Danny? 
Um, well, St. Patrick's Day just happened, and as a lot of people, I'm sure they did the same thing, but I went out and got a little crunk <laughs> for St. Patrick's Day. Crunk, ladies and gentlemen. Is that, a, is that a 70s or 80s term? Um, I, you know, I don't know where the term originated, but I love saying it, for one. And for two, like, it really just describes me when I have those orange crushes, let me tell you. And they were really good. And, you know, after the second one, you can't really taste anything after that. So starts getting I could hear the frisky. bar by my house since I pass it. Loonies just pumping. Oh, yeah. You get so crazy. I got I just, a couple I just friends like that work there. Watch. Yeah? Yeah. I usually will, like, on a St. Patrick's Day or something, when I'm driving back from somewhere, I'll just people watch for a little while and just see people doing crazy things. I remember in the morning I was leaving to go somewhere, I think to Baltimore or something, and I just saw people already in the morning. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. They were getting ready. They had their leprechaun suits on and everything. Yeah. And they were going wild on the streets. I was like, all right, this is not safe. Is yeah. St. Patrick's Day crazier than New Year's? Um, yes, for, well, for loonies, yes, that is their well, New Year's. The people but. are, I mean, this, the culture is solely, like, based off drinking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you that can't. Holiday. I re- highly recommend do not go if you don't want to get crunk because you can't handle it. It's so, the crowds are so, like, intense that we, we, you literally have to squeeze through people just to walk around. It's not very fun, but it kind of is after you've had enough drinks. See, I can't do big crowds like that. I get irritated too fast, so Same. I feel like I would have to, like, swing or throw a punch. Oh. <laughs> oh, that happens. Throw a lot. elbow back. Yeah. Yeah, was there a lot of fights? Oh yeah, the bouncers. They every year. Well, they love it too, and every year they'll like. The look bouncers for it. love it. Yeah, they love the fights. That's why they're there, so they have yeah, something to do. They want to put their hands on someone. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. My boyfriend, he actually works in the kitchen there, and he said that um, there was this little space where men could like squeeze in to go to the bathroom, and they would actually be facing the kitchen door. So every time someone in the kitchen would open the door, this man would be peeing, and they see it, they see everything, and they're like, oh, "What are you guys doing? You're not supposed to be back here." And they're like, "Oh, sorry, man," and they just keep peeing. <laughs> and my boyfriend's like, "No, you gotta go. You gotta get out of here." But it, it was a lot of fun. It That's, was a lot of fun. Wow. That does sound um, interesting, <laughs> at the least. That I'm glad that you got crunk. <laughs> On a healthier note, <laughs> you see that segue? <laughs> On a healthier note, today's uh, guest, like I said, is his name is Matt Korn. Um, he's a fitness enthusiast, and he made a transformation that put on 50 pounds of lean muscle mass. So I'm really excited to talk to him and see what the, what the change was and what happened in his life that made him go towards this change. So everybody, please welcome Matt Corn. Hey, hello, stranger. Hello. <laughs> Matt Corn. what's going on? Not a whole lot. How are you? Good. How are you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. It's funny that uh, me and Danny actually knew you since what? How, did you know him since middle school? Middle Elementary school? school? Yeah, yeah, we all went to yeah. middle school. We went to middle school and high school together. I still, when you were texting me, I still, I didn't realize, I still have you saved in my phone as Steve-O. Oh. But that's what, <laughs> that's actually, what I, I remember. I still had your number, so that, that kind of worked out. Yeah. You have made this 
crazy transformation over the last few years. What I what I remember and probably you from um, high school and middle school is that you were a much smaller kid and just just this crazy wild kid. Um, and right now you're like so much more calm and like you're looking jack. Like uh, what what happened where you decided to make this transformation? Well, I mean, obviously with age, maturity kind of comes along. Definitely. So it's been a few years since high school. Um, the whole getting jacked thing, uh, what year was it? Well, like what, when did you start, when did you start working out like heavily? I would say two years ago. What made you decide to start doing that? Um, it was after a breakup. So okay, got broken up with and, um, you know, as a small guy, my whole life pretty much. So, um, I'm like nervous as f- Dude, that's okay. You're just yeah. like so nervous. You're fine. Take a drink. Yeah. This is crazy. I'm like my heart's beating so fast. <laughs> See, this is not this is not the same Matt. No, I mean just just talk about like whatever it doesn't have to come out like perfect or anything yeah, like that, you. you know what I mean? But um Um Well, first of all, shout out to that girl, whoever yeah. that is. She she made a yeah. she made a monster she, here. <laughs> did she did did she ever hit you back up now that she saw the muscles? Uh, I mean, here and there, we might have <laughs> Of course, spoken. of course. I mean, initially, that, that was the goal, you know, kind of be like, hey, look at me, try and get, get, get her back or whatever. But It was like a revenge thing at first. Yeah, and then it kind of came into this crazy thing where, like, it has nothing to do with that now, and it's all about me and focusing on myself and yeah, growing as much as I can. You're definitely extremely disciplined. I follow you on Snapchat and everything, and I see that you lay out your meals and you're very regular at the gym. So uh, how was how was it going from just sort of doing what you want and then just being so routine with everything? How did you get yourself in that mindset? Well, so when I started out, uh, I asked a friend who was already going to the gym. I was like, what should I do? He's like, eat 3,000 calories a day and work out. And I was like, so when I started, I was just eating anything. And everything yeah. as much as I could and um, so that I mean I gained a lot of weight right away because I started out at around 120 120 pounds and uh, put on a lot of weight at first and then over the next few months or so I kind of you know did my research online and figured out what I should be doing what I should be eating and progressively got more and more into it and just once you get stuck into a routine it's kind of hard to break so yeah how long how long did it take for you to realize that this is something that you want to just obsess yourself with i mean right away i saw results so that that that's always been a motivation and then first time i like started prepping my own meals was probably roughly a year and a half ago so it hasn't been too long i guess i mean for someone who hasn't seen that i mean i i look five down five years later down the road like what will i look like then which if I continue to do what I'm doing now, it would be crazy. So now with meal prepping, how does that go? Like, do you have a specific schedule with that as well? Because I feel like that's the hardest part for people. Once they start getting into the gym routine, then they have to start eating healthy. And that's like the hardest part for some reason. Yeah. For, for me, it's, uh, I mean, I, I started out cooking my meals on Sunday and then would have them laid out for the whole week. But then, um, you know, I kind of changed and saw what worked for me so i mean i i cook every single night Mm. and uh lay out the meals for the next day 
which made it easier on me. And being stuck in that routine, going home after the gym and cooking right away kind of makes it easier to make sure you do it. That's crazy. Cooking every single <laughs> yeah, night. Wow. I, it, it, it seems like it's a lot, but I mean, it's either I'm cooking chicken or like ground turkey. And that takes 10 to like 30 minutes, depending on which one. And if you're trying to keep it all, you know, not uh, sugary, salty, and all that no. kind of stuff, then there's probably not a lot of don't season. Uh, don't season it with anything. Ooh. How do you like I control mean, cravings? Do you ha- ever have cravings of like well, sugary food? Well, currently I'm bulking. Mm. Quotations are there. Um, so I mean, I'm kind of I'm eating seven like strict meals a day plus one cheat meal. So I see your cheat meal. So like on Fridays, <laughs> I see him with like a giant box of donuts. Oh yeah, donut, oh, donuts. Fridays must be awesome for you. Fridays are my day. Is that the entire day you get to cheat, or is it like one? Uh, I mean, it's I'm kind of flexible right now. Okay. So what what's these uh the the strict meals? Um, right now I'm doing. I'll just go through my day. I start out with um a cup of egg whites, two whole eggs, a cup of oats, like oatmeal. And then that's the first meal. Second meal is eight ounces of ground turkey or chicken and a sweet potato. Uh, Third meal is ground turkey or chicken and a three quarters cup of rice. Third meal, I either throw my cheat meal in there or after it, is uh, two rice cakes with almond butter Mm -hmm. and uh, two scoops of whey protein and and a shake. Then I work out, then my Post-workout is um, two scoops of whey protein, uh, two English muffins. Next meal, which I just ate before I came here, was uh, six ounce of shrimp or chicken and a cup of rice. And then uh, I got one more meal after this when I go home. <laughs> this is so much. Is uh, a cup of egg whites and spinach. So wow. you, you eat like this like every day? like I, I, I fall apart sometimes on the weekends, but... Monday through Friday, I'm really strict with it. Wow. Is it hard for you to eat out, especially if your friend? I mean, friends no, I mean, I, like I said, I'm really, as of right now, I'm pretty flexible on it. Uh, I mean, I do have sometimes where people are like, "Let's go out and like eat or get a drink on a weekday." That I really can't do anything on a weekday because I really have to like stay in my routine, or I'll fall out and miss a meal or something. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're at like a friend's house or something like that, will you take your meal with you? Um, that's what my brother did once. No, I mean, yeah, I I have done it before. I mean, most of the time, I'm I pack the two meals that I need for work every day. So like, most of my eating is either at work or at home. And I I mean, if I know I got to do something, I'll eat before I go. I mean, but if it comes up and I need to take it with me, I definitely will. Right. Where are you working, by the way? Uh, I work for a fabric restoration company. It's called First Team by Cappies. Shout okay. out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, real quick, uh, well, how much weight did you put on just to confirm? Roughly 50 pounds. 50 pounds wow. from, uh, this is from the two years ago, before two years ago? Till now, Til yeah. Now. Okay. That start, started out around 120-ish, and uh, now I'm about one, yeah, 168, 170. Well, okay. what weight are you trying to be since you're bulking? <laughs> Long term, uh, two hundred. I mean, that's years. But well, you're also like pretty tall. How I'm, tall are you? I think I'm like five ten, five eleven. Right. So then that shouldn't be crazy. Mm-mm. 
Um, who are some of your, like your inspirations? I see a lot of people on Instagram nowadays uh, just doing fitness stuff. Bradley Martin and all yeah. of them. Like, who's who's some of your uh, top inspirations? Um, obviously Arnold. I mean, I don't think anyone. Arnold, can, Arnold any, Schwarzenegger. Of course. Oh I don't God. think any anyone in this can't say they weren't inspired inspired by Arnold. Uh, one person I really want to look like is a dude named uh, Frank McGrath, who's like insane. He's got these crazy big forearms that are like twenty inches wide. Oh, Popeye. Yeah. yeah crazy veins i mean it's everything now um we were talking earlier about like how uh you were you know crazy kid before and you were always like doing these like savage things and stuff which was like <laughs> funny but um how do you think that since your fitness journey like how has that affected your mental health like where do you think that you were then and where are you now yeah i mean like i said earlier just growing up i mean you mature but this this like the whole fitness thing with the dedication i mean setting my mind to something is something i've kind of always done anyway if there's something i want to do like i'm going to work hard to get it and i mean i it it plays both ways with work and with working out i mean with my work i'm really serious about that and i'm very serious about working out obviously too but uh yeah i definitely have grown up and i mean it, it comes out every once in a while yeah. <laughs> but uh you were always athletic, though. I remember mm-hmm. that you were uh, you were a fast fast kid. Like we were when we had those like races. I think it was the Dave Waddle run. Oh yeah. Like you placed. I forget. Like somewhere in the top. Yeah, 10, I was right? up. I was up there. I mean, I, yeah. So I mean, always being kind of smaller and lighter, I was a good runner, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, when I first started working out, I mean, I did a couple five Ks, which was which was cool. I did one, uh, the Bel Air Town Run. That's the one around here. Okay. And uh, what's it? 5k like three point something does anyone know i i have no idea 3.2 miles or something i think i did that in 21 minutes which is pretty impressive Mm. i'll take your word for it (laughs) (laughs) for for someone i hate running for someone who didn't do like cross country or anything i mean i thought it was pretty good yeah and then uh i don't really run anymore at all yeah that's what i was gonna ask you i mean the only cardio i really like to do is like the the stair stair master you so know, what's like your normal gym routine? Like, what do you do at the gym? Lift weights. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, like, like no. I got a set no, going in my head. Uh, I mean, every day is a different day. I mean, uh, right now I'm doing Monday is chest, biceps, and abs. Tuesday is back and calves. Wednesday today was shoulders and triceps. Thursday is legs. Uh, Friday is chest, abs, and calves. And then Saturday's back. And then Sundays, I'll either rest or go and do legs again. Wow. So you're exercising at least six days a week. Yeah, at least. Is this mm. always or do you ever, like, get off sometimes? Recently, I've been really strict on it. Okay. Over summer, I missed here and there, which I kind of, like, beat myself up about. But Would you ever enter, like, a competition? That's actually uh, what I'm working towards now. Wow. So... Just recently, I went down to this gym. They hosted a couple of posing clinics for practicing posing for bodybuilding. So, I mean, that's kind of... Yeah, I was also going to ask that. The whole posing thing is a big thing. So, that I mean, that's something I've... This is a whole new world that I've never experienced. So, it's kind of, you know, no one's really telling me what to do. I'm kind of throwing myself in there. And, and, I mean, I always hear people say, like, if you want to do something, you got to get thrown into uncomfortable situations. So doing something new with that and then um 
I really want to put on a lot more size to be able to compete. Are you ready to get sprayed up and oh yeah, up? oh yeah? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fun. Are these competitions like weight, uh, like like it's like boxing where they you only go yeah, it's um people your same weight. Yeah, so. uh, any bodybuilders listening to this, don't hold me to it. But I think it's like it goes height and like so. Say it's like I think for mine it's like five nine to five ten or something, but you can't be over two hundred pounds. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, during your journey, like, um, what was the toughest part? Or like, sometimes did you ever feel like you wanted to give up at any point? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, like I was saying, over summer was kind of tough with, you know, everyone's trying to go out and have fun, and I fell out for a little bit. Well, like maybe not even a month, and to anyone that's no big deal, but kind of got really down on myself about it. Do you, I mean, do you feel like you're missing out on anything, or is this? Does it not bother you? No, I don't really miss it. I mean, everyone's doing stuff during the week, so I feel like I still have plenty of time to hang out with friends and stuff on the weekend. I mean, I see plenty of people at the gym every day that are also my friends, so it's also a whole community. Right. You have different circles. Mm-hmm. You build new friends and everything like that with yep. all the things that you're involved with. You also said that you were um, doing the uh, – before we started this, that you're doing a polar bear plunge with well, yeah, special I did, needs kids? I did that back in January, I think. That's my second year doing it. Uh, I mean, it's a super cool event. It's sponsored by, like, Maryland State Police, and it's for the Special Olympics. I don't know if you guys listen to 98 Rock at all. We, Me, my brother, and a few friends, we all signed up, like, on their team. And, like, as a group, I mean, it was, like, over 100 people or something raise like twenty thousand dollars and nice you just raise money and then when it comes to the day you kind of just everyone gathers up or like we did it with the team so our team all gathered up and then uh you all just charge out into the water the freezing cold water up uh at sandy point state park nice yeah (laughs) how do you how do you feel when people ask you you know like are you using steroids that comes up quite often actually especially just because like I kind of blew up pretty quickly mm-hmm. and people like to think he cheated instead of worked hard for what he got so i mean i have at least one person a week say like oh who's your steroids guy you know like mm-hmm. what steroids there what are you using and all this stuff and i mean it doesn't bother me i just kind of joke it off and but on the record i have never used any illegal performance enhancer mm-hmm. so if anyone's listening you can do it without <laughs> illegal drugs What's your thoughts, though, on someone like, um, like I know, like Ronnie Coleman or Jay Cutler, you know, that admit to using it but still get glor- glorified for their bodies and whatnot? No, What's I mean, your... I mean at, at that that point in, uh, in the competing world, you kind of have to uh, or you have no chance. Yeah. I mean, even lower, lower down, you kind of got to start using. But they also, I mean, that's... I, I don't really know a whole lot about that, but um, I know they do have drug-free competitions, which I'll probably be competing in. Wait, so like the other ones, they they don't drug they them. don't mind, they don't test or anything like it's, that. It's kind of like taboo. I mean, you don't really talk about it. Wow, that's don't ask, don't tell. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think about when when you see somebody like Zac Efron in like the new Baywatch movie? Like, he kind of blew up pretty quickly, too, and everybody is just saying... Does he ever have a shirt on, though? <laughs> right. Every no. movie I've seen, his shirt is off. Yeah, you're right. I just watched uh, Neighbors 2. 
Yeah. Yep. So and I don't sure. think he had do you think that <laughs> do you think that he worked hard for? Or do you think that it that that is a product? In of my in my steroids? opinion, the way he looks, I mean, I it, it's it's easily obtainable without it. Uh-huh. I mean, if they wanted to do it in a quick amount of time and had to do it, I mean. He's also an actor, so, so he's got money. He it doesn't. Like, it yeah. doesn't really, like that. I mean, I don't know if that matters or not. I guess mm-hmm. it's a personal choice. But mm-hmm. when you're an actor, like I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and mm-hmm. he was talking about uh, Hugh Jackman and how he gets crazy shredded for his Wolverine mm-hmm. roles. Yeah. Um. But then he also said that he does have to work really hard as well. It's not you just. Oh you yeah, just it's not. Yeah. He said Hugh Jackman works really, really hard, but it's definitely a product. And I, I mean, I, Joe Rogan is not like you know an immediately credible source because he mm. doesn't he hasn't asked him but that's what he's saying and um he also knows bodies from the ufc and stuff so yeah i guess you could say I'm that sure yeah. he can tell because gary v asked him that he was like what about like wolverine like do you, do you think hugh jackman does that and he, he immediately was like oh yeah he juices yeah he was like very quick to say i mean that. it's it's not just like oh let me take steroids and you get huge overnight it's definitely still exactly what i'm doing putting in all the work but you just have that extra enhancer kind of boosting you a little further than someone else not using them yeah what would you say to like kids that are trying to uh start this journey on bodybuilding and that are sort of struggling with it eat (laughs) eat yeah i mean that's what i tell everyone a lot of people ask me a lot of questions like what do you do? And I, I mean, the first thing I tell people is just eat. You have to eat. So, because most people asking me are smaller, like how I was. So they're mm-hmm. like, if you can do it, like I can do it. And so I'm like, yeah, all you got to do is eat a lot. <laughs> Does that get annoying? Like so many people asking you um, all the time, like, what did you do and how, how did this happen? Uh, it's not a whole lot. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool sometimes. Like I was out one night and some, I don't even remember who from uh, someone from high school came up. He was like, man, that was so inspired. You're, you're such an inspiration. Like, cause he's a real small guy. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, man, I'm trying to get in the gym. I'm eating all this. And he's like, asking me all these questions. And I mean, it's pretty cool trying to help people out. Now, now what's your time frame for meals? Cause I know you say you eat about like six, seven times a day. So um, I try to eat every two to three hours. Now, do you ever like, like, do you eat in small portions or a large portion? Like, do you ever get full? Or? Um, I mean, eight, the the meals I'm doing now, the eight ounce ground turkey and the sweet potato, that it's pretty big. I do get, uh, I do get hungry a lot though. I think it's part of being uh, my metabolism being so high, so my body kind of takes the good food I'm using and uses it the right way, like really fast, and then I'm, I'm still hungry after I finish a meal most of the time. <laughs> Are you worried about what you're going to look like when you're older? Do you think that you're going to be like one of those saggy guys? No. <laughs> no, I, I I mean, I plan on keeping up with the lifestyle. So when I get to that age, I hope I'm still doing it. Um, I have a question just to rewind. So like back in your high school days, since I heard you were um, a crazy sort of wild kid. First of all, Steve-o. were you were you named Steve-O after Steve-O? The Steve-O. He yeah. used to look like him a lot. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. my senior quote was from Steve-O. Really? Which <laughs> is so like, funny. yeah, it was um, it was like, I want to be the craziest person in the world. And that's from Steve-O. And it's changed a lot since then. <laughs> I think I would have picked something different if yeah. I could go back. <laughs> um, so, like, if you don't mind saying what were some of the things that 
Yeah, but I mean, did you get dared a lot, or did you just make bad choices? Like, what were some of these things? Uh, I think it was attention craving. I just kind of, I mean, even now sometimes I kind of still love the attention I get, even with working out and everything. Um, no, I mean, I would just do stupid little things and be a class clown. I'll never forget the Nachos Grande experience that you did with Lydia. Do you oh, that? I think I threw Nachos Grandes at her. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even remember how that started or what. I just... No. I, have, I have another question. Mm. Um, I think we were talking like a long time ago, and you mentioned something about wanting to go into the police academy. Was uh, it... Didn't, was that... It's still in the back of my mind for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, even that and something maybe in the military, but... What is what is your career goal for right now? Um, well, the job I'm at now has a future set up, so that could possibly be that. What is your favorite workout? <sighs> That's so tough. For a while, it was legs. I loved doing legs because my legs just like blew up out of nowhere too. Was it doing squats or leg mm-hmm. press or squat? Squats were my thing. Now it's more. I don't know. Probably that chest pump. You know. Nothing can beat a good chest pump. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, when I usually go to the gym, I don't go as often. But mm-hmm. um, when I do go, I usually just see, like, a lot of guys, like, just lifting weights. But I never really see guys work on legs. Mm-hmm. And you say that legs were kind of, like, your favorite workout. Like, yeah. like, what? Like, why? Like, why do you think people, like, tend not to work on legs and they tend to work on arms more? Oh, because everyone wants a bigger upper body. No one, no one, a lot of people, yeah, you know, never skip leg day, all that type of thing. People say, um, I don't know. I kind of always just wanted bigger. My legs, I, my legs are still small in my eyes, so I've kind of always just wanted bigger legs. Even doing legs helps your whole kind of body flow. Anyway, I mean, doing squats kind of uses a lot more than just your your legs. I mean, your lower back gets a lot of strength in there too. So, kind of doing legs is pretty important. People that don't do it, I mean, so be it. I try to get bigger calves because I got chicken legs. But <laughs> well, I, I do yeah, for girls. No, calves are the, calves are the hardest. Yeah, yeah, I do so much calf raises. I'm like, Ugh. what do you do for calves? I, I mean, I, if I'm doing calves, it's uh, I do three different things. I'll do the, the seated calves, seated calf raises. I'll do standing calf raises or uh, like calf raises against the leg press. Oh, I was just saying, leg day for girls is, like, really big. Every, all the girls want that big booty. Yeah, so. I think all girls do legs every day. <laughs> <laughs> I just did legs yesterday. I haven't worked on the longest time, and I hate doing oh, legs. You feel like jello. Yeah, I can't walk. I can't, I can't, walk. Legs I can't sit yeah. on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> is is there anything um, else that you want to let people know um, or put out there? that you think is is a crucial part of this entire process or journey from where you've been to where you are now? I mean, everyone's different. So it's like what I'm doing, like it's not going to work for you. It might, but everybody's body is completely different. So everyone's workout, I mean, workout can all be kind of similar, but I mean, the amount of food you're putting in, depending on your goal and everything you really want to do is all going to be based on you. So, I mean, if anyone's really trying to do that, just do your research. I mean, anyone want to, if you want to message me, I'll help you out. You know, there's personal trainers and stuff out there that can help. What are your, uh, where can people find you? What are your plugs? My Instagram right now, I just changed it. It is m.r.corn. 
if anyone's interested. Also, last question. Yeah. If you could if you could describe yourself in a flavor, what would that flavor be and why? Oh my god. <laughs> you just asked me the toughest, toughest question. question. <laughs> you were just hmm. about to sign off and then a tough question? Yeah. yeah. How dare you for us? Yeah. I guess I'd say sweet potato because I eat them so, like so much. <laughs> why are you a sweet potato? Because I eat them so much. <laughs> you are what you eat? I am what I eat. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Uh, this has been Matt Korn. Thank you for coming on to the show. Yeah. Um, this has been another back. episode of Strange Flavors. We'll see you all next time. Hey. Gloves on, cuz show you how I beat this. A one man show, heard I'm talking, wanna be this. Mama knew she had a star when she saw a shining fetus. Now I'm kicking with my bigger brother, Idris. And we the cover story, you can flip it past the Aegis. See this? I used to always listen to these rappers, now I'm one of them. But I got some more to say, just one in a ton of them. Had to take a different route to zoom up right in front of them. Packy Brad, listen, I ain't here to brag. I'm just proving how you turn some plastic to a grocery bag. Pick and choose what you want in it. It's a free life, don't get bought in it. Caught in it, growing in the coffins. It's the orphanage, orphanage for dinner, you would think you had dessert. I do not come from the desert, man, you really need to learn. I'm the voice for my people and they will not be misheard. And you must have heard a drove. Ready, kid?